This is Again for the First Time with your host, Darren Redmond. Um, if you don't follow Emily Kate because of social media, make sure you do. Knowledgeable, funny, engaging. And I tell you, just growing extemporarily is a following. Emily, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate you having me. Always looking to talk more sports, talk about life. So definitely super pumped about this. That's excellent. So first, we we are both media casters on the PSF app. Explain to me how you got involved, how they found you, how you found them. Because I think it's an interesting story. I love the platform. We're growing on it. And there are going to be people who five years from now are going to wish that they got mm-hmm. in when we did. And you know what? I'm sorry. There'll be no room at the end. Go yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. So I got DM'd on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, uh, by mm-hmm. Justin, who's one of the co-creators, I believe. And he yes. reached out to me. Yeah. And he said you know, uh, love the Warriors content. Would you be interested in, you know, working for this app for the Warriors? And I was like, absolutely. You're telling me you want me to talk about the games with fans? Absolutely. So it's definitely a great platform. Like you said, it's young. So it's growing by the day. And five years from now, who knows how far it could go? It's a great concept. And they said to me, they're like, you know, we're a starter. But I said, hey, you know, Look at Twitter, look at Instagram, all these different apps that are huge nowadays. Imagine if you got in when it started out. So I'm totally for it because you never know what something can grow into, especially a concept like they have that's so genuine. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, and hey, it's free. It's totally free. So if you don't have it, jump on, download PSF and come watch the games with us. It's a lot of fun. Oh, oh, absolutely. And by the way, and and Justin will probably yell at me for this, but too bad. Uh, Who's Justin, by the way, great guy. Um, don't just watch the games with us. Wonderful content every day. Post game mm-hmm. recaps. We're talking to somebody, for example, we're talking Warriors, but who who won every football game this week? If you took the straight money line, except for the Saints, and I took and I lost on the Saints as well. We'll talk about that later too. Hey, Derek Carr, maybe the problem is you. Just saying. Oh, <laughs> so you know, we'll we'll talk about that. But so now, without giving away your own secrets. How do you prepare for your show? I mean, you have followers now, you engage. What's your process? So I have a co-host, Miles, and we always get together before the games and whatnot and basically make sure we're on the same page. Obviously, we don't have to agree on everything because that's the fun in it. But I really like doing, you know, pregame. I'll usually post a a video on X, just basically talking about what I would like to see from them for that particular game. What, you know, we saw the last game, a little bit of a recap and telling people, hey, jump on this app with me so we could talk about it more, you know, in person. Because it's different when you're posting a video versus a live interaction. Mm -hmm. So definitely my process is just keeping up with what happened the previous game, what's going on as far as injuries, as far as drama, because... It's the Warriors. There's always something going on. So keeping up with all that, all the new news, and then, you know, just really keying in on, okay, every team is different. So what do we need to do for this particular team? And then you just take as it goes. You know, my first media casting was when Draymond got suspended. So it was my first two minutes in. There was already a brawl. And I was like, you know what? You just got to roll with it. So you take the punch. (laughs) And your breakdown, uh, and we'll talk about it because I had a, a little difference of opinion. 
Um, and again, that's what makes it so much fun, right? I mean, I always tell people, if you're going to agree with me, what do I need to talk to you all the time? Yeah. You know, and I don't want you just to not agree with me because that's just boring. Um, but, um, you know, I thought it was fabulous how you broke it down and says, wait a minute, this person did this and you showed the video. And then this person did this and they yep. just got three games and this person got two games. And this, I thought it was wonderful. I was like, I'm so impressed. You know, I really was. Thank so you. I thought, I appreciate that was cool. it. It, thank you. It's important to see it because it's different than someone telling you, hey, well, this this happened and then it resulted in this versus actually seeing it is when you're like, okay, that was actually worse than, you know, it sounded. So I think it's important to provide content for people where they can form their own opinions. Because like you said, it's okay if we disagree, but it's more fun if, you know, I give a little bit, you give a little bit, and then yep. we can maybe come to an agreement or we both still have our differences and that's totally cool. No, ab oh, absolutely. Because, you know, it, it, it's never personal. It, it's yeah. it's sports. It's just look. We root for at the end of the day. Mike Golick said it best. We root for laundry. We follow laundry because the people change. The women, men in those uniforms change. And mm -hmm. we follow laundry. And I'm not going to really lose a friendship over laundry. Sorry, just not going to do it. But I'm passionate about my teams. Mm -hmm. So you know, but um, so. Walk me through your, your your picks this past week. I thought you hit them all right on the head. Your analysis was perfect. And, um, you know, again, like I said, except for, for the Saints, I mean, you can't throw that 96-yard pick. You just – you can't yeah. throw it in double covers like that. There's no excuse. And I'm a big Derek Carr guy. Um, I watched every single game he played. i tell you how history repeats itself. Uh, he played for Fresno State. I'd see the tickets back then. And, okay. uh, you know, and he had a pretty good receiver named Devontae Adams, right? So, you know, for, and uh, by the way, yeah, they could have went to a bowl game on New Year's Day and and earned the school at least $70 million, depending on who you talk to. And they lost to San Jose State. You know, he, he spit the bit and, and he choked. And, um, and I love Derek Carr, but, and I, I love them with the Raiders. And I said, all right, you, you, you're with the Saints, right? Because let's be honest, that whole conference, like the little sisters of the poor, you know, they, they're they just all horrible. There's not a team in that division with a winning record. And, huh? and how, do you, how do you blow that game against the Falcons? And, no. and Emily not go 100%. How dare you? I, what, what's crazy to me, too, is going into the season, if you looked at the Saints' schedule compared to everybody else, they had the easiest schedule. There were oh, no yeah. teams really watch out for them. So the fact that they are, you know, a losing record that entire division, it's just, it's crazy to me because they're not even playing the best of the best teams and they can't, nope. they can't win. And I'm still, I guess for me, I'm still biased and used to like the Drew Brees, Sean Payton days where I'm like, they're good. And yes. now, you know, the realization of, okay, Dennis Allen, probably not it. Like, no, <laughs> I guess I have to accept what reality is and move on. And I, when I picked the Saints, I even said, I was like, the Falcons could take it. Who knows? This entire division is terrible. But right. Those are your words. One. Yes. Yeah. If I had to take one, I'm going with the Saints. But, but I mean, everything you said was it, spot on, except for that. Yeah, I was yeah. caught. Because you said how even like the, the you know, um, the Jaguar game against the Texans was going to be close. I mean, went down with a field goal. I mean, you had a call. And, um, but just, you know, Jared Carr, you know, your legacy as it is right now, is like, eh, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, do you want to be in? I mean, don't get me wrong, making millions of dollars, living an NFL life, I get it, but, but meh. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, 
it's so disappointing. Yeah, it's so disappointing too because he's had you know talented wide receivers to work with. Yes. So for someone who has, you know, it's not like there's nobody to throw it to. You know what I mean? Like they had Josh Jacobs. They had a strong run game. So it's not like he is the only you know good offensive player, and yet he still has been struggling to figure it out. And you know the talent is there. So that's why it's so good. It's so confusing because it's like the talent is there and we've seen you do great things, but you just can't, you can't win. It's crazy. No, no, not at all. You know, and Speedwell can't win. Let's talk about the Jets. Um, uh, all right. Now, here, here's the thing. In this reality, the Jets won a Super Bowl before the man walked on the moon. Yeah. Don't remember, I, I don't know if you can see it right here. I have a little yep. flag up there. It's from the 69 Super Bowl, and I treasure it because I think that. it's the only thing I ever have memorabilia from winning. So, yeah, I'm just it's it's pathetic. And like you, you know, we, we mentioned off air when we kind of talk a little bit. I mean, they had a few years of Rex Ryan, you know, and, and then you know, he had the problem with his wife and the foot issue, fetish, and the whole thing, and whatever, who cares? Um, <laughs> but ground and pound, um, I have a I have a little bit of a different take on the Jets than most people. And I, I certainly say that not trying to be different, but um, I think Zach Wilson is not the answer, of course, and, and not a starting quarterback. But I think it's, I think, you know, shit rolls from the top. And Robert Sala is awful. I mean, I was, I was trying to explain to somebody today who I was talking with, the man is, what, 15 and 30? Mm-hmm. And Okay, he does, he doesn't have a great quarterback. He didn't pick him. Let's 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 go with that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But listen, I I worked at Dun and Bradstreet for years, corporate America. Even if you have the worst salesperson in the world, you have to do something to make them better. He doesn't. He doesn't game plan for him. You know, it's obvious to see that he's a rollout quarterback, and he keeps him in the pocket. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about what the problem is with the Jets? Is it sal? I mean, it's everything all above. I know, but. More salad, more so it's it's so difficult because you know the Jets story for so long has been draft a QB early and then it's a bust and then we draft mm-hmm. again and then it's a bust. So I have trouble with people who just think the solution is okay, just draft another top five QB because it's like that clearly hasn't worked for God knows how long now. It's but yeah, and what pains me is I don't I don't necessarily know if it's I mean Hackett's play calling hasn't been great. No, but. I have trouble seeing them moving on from Salah and Hackett at this particular moment because you brought Aaron Rodgers in. He was signing with the Jets with the intentions of, I'm going to get to work with my buddy Hackett. I'm signing to Salah's team. So mm-hmm. I just see, I don't see them moving on just yet from them because, you know, Aaron Rodgers snapped his Achilles four plays into the season. So number one, you don't know what that team could have been with him. Granted, the O-line is god awful. So I can't imagine it would have went like too well, but I feel like they're going to roll with it for one more season because Rodgers is there. And as far as who's the issue right now, I don't put it all on Zach Wilson because we just saw this past weekend, you know, they put Tim Boyle in and it's the same exact problem. So I don't think it's all Zach. It's, it's for me, it's probably mostly the play calling and the discipline. And both of those things do trickle down from the. So. It's so tough though because I like Salah as a person and I love what he did in San Francisco. So it, it's it's you know it, it's difficult for me because I, I I really enjoy the staff that they have right now. But clearly, 
what they're doing isn't working aside from their defense. And for the most part, their special teams, their offense is just the fact that the offense is as bad as it is considering how good the defense is. It just highlights it even more because you have a mediocre offense. And with that defense, you're able to make it to the playoffs. That's how bad they are. Right. Yeah. But so here's my problem. And, and I don't disagree with anything that you said. I see a coach who they talked about before the game started this weekend, before the debacle against the Dolphins started on Black Friday, wearing the awful black uniforms, by the way. The, the, yeah. Those uniforms are just god awful. Um, I wish they wore the white more, the white and then the. Uh, give, yes, that's what I give me those. Yeah, give me those. I love, I love those. Oh, big time. That's what I like. Mm -hmm. and so, and they talked about how he was the quality control defensive guy, Super Bowl. I was like, who made up that title? You know, <laughs> I mean, I was a, I was a, a coach. I coached Division three college, but a college coach coached Division one softball. Quality, okay. like quality control. Like, what is that? Like, did you get the coats? You know, did you make <laughs> sure everybody parked okay? And he did a great job. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with being a, an, an awesome assistant coach. He was a wonderful defense coordinator. And I think he might possibly be a, a good head coach general. Look at Frank Wright. He just got fired again. Uh, let's talk about that debacle. Uh, you know, but, but maybe he might be one of those guys that's great with a quarterback and that's it. He's just, there's again, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, he got, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you could. I, I got to be honest. I was very surprised when Carolina hired Frank Wright after everything that happened in Indianapolis. Because mm -hmm. when they hired them, I was like, "Did you just watch what I just watched last season?" <laughs> I was yeah. very surprised. But also going forward, I feel like Carolina is kind of shooting themselves in the foot because what is enticing about that team to a potential hire? If mm -hmm. the last two seasons you cut your coaches mid-season, so right. for me, if I'm you know, up for that job, I'm gonna want somewhat like some form of security because they're just you know okay, didn't work, let's jump ship, and it's been ugly. So don't get me wrong, I understand their process and their decision, but I don't know who would even really want to take that job, especially because they don't have a first-round pick. Nope. So you know, right that is going to Chicago. So it's also as a new coach coming in, you it's not even like you could really work with that going forward. Mm -hmm. So where do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to end up? Oh, that's tough. That's super tough. Honestly, I don't even know if he goes back to NFL. You think he does? I think he has to. I, you think I, so? Yeah, I think he has to. And, and by the way, I don't think he did anything. I don't think he did anything yeah. that no other team has done. But let's just mm -hmm. put it that way. Without, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Trust me, that goes on every day, all the time. So let me get this straight. You had a guy. You gave some tickets to a guy to watch a game to record the signals. Are you kidding me? Stop. Are you? And kidding? he saw. <laughs> you he know, saw Sanders. He said, "He said, you know, it's one thing like prime. He was like, it's one thing to know the place, but you still have to stop it. So 100, 100, and you got." And you got, I don't know, every college out there, you know, difference between giving houses away, phones away. Okay, here's my NIL contract now. You know, show up at my, my store and, and here's a house for your mom. Happens all the time. When, when did I become Richard Lewis, by the way? But anyway, <laughs> it's, but that's what happens all the time. And I'm not saying it's okay, but, but stop already. 
because I, I think know. either him or his wonderful assistant, um, one of those guys is going to be hired by the NFL quickly. I just, mm -hmm. I, I just do because his assistant came in went three and zero and punched Ohio State right in the mouth. Yep, yep. And do you think? So my question is, if they win it all this year, do you mm -hmm. still think he holds the NFL? Yeah, I do. I, I think they will overpay him uh, because you know I, I just do because uh, he's he's probably pissed off, and I don't blame him. And remember, he was he was so close to being fired four years ago because he couldn't beat Ohio State, and now mm -hmm. Ohio, and now Ohio State's coach who I don't like, Day. I'm so I'm all over the map. Um, you know. Uh, now he's on the hot seat because you got to win that game. You, you got to yeah. win that game. Hundred percent. So where do you think he goes if it's the NFL? Do you have a team where you're like, I would watch out for them? No. Well, I think he'll go to the Bears first of all. That's who I think because you know Michigan That's close right there. Yeah. You know, um, I think so. I think uh, Carolina will throw throw them a hat in the ring, but he'll just he'll use them as leverage against other people. Um, no. Let me ask you this. You you own the Jets. Do you go out and try to get them? Mm, I think huh, that's so tough too. For me, I feel like where the Jets are at right now. So if we take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation, yes. But for where they're at right now with Aaron Rodgers, I, see what you're I don't see it happening unless they have a conversation with him and he gives the green light. Because let's be honest, this is Aaron Rodgers' team. So hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. It's not just on the field. It's off the field, too. So if Aaron Rodgers X's that, no chance they go and get him. But if we're taking him out of the equation and he is available, I don't see why you wouldn't get him. But see, some, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because something my brother actually brought up to me uh, two weeks ago. Whenever you notice Zach Wilson going to the sidelines, he wasn't talking to, uh, you know, Nathaniel Buddy Hackett. He wasn't talking to, I'm wearing my brother's T-shirt, uh, Sala. Um, he went to Aaron Rodgers. And yep. it was just so. I mean, it was, it was almost like he, he he has no faith in the coaching staff as it is. Mm -hmm. And and you know the defense is good, but if you listen, you know you're doing your beauty kiss, I'm doing it at the same time. Sometimes I say by the third period, the, the defense is shot. They're going to start oh. late hitting, and that's what they do. And mm -hmm. there's no discipline on that team. They're exhausted. They're always on the field, you yep. know. And um. I would not be surprised if they get rid of that coach's staff. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, aside from the D coordinator <laughs> and special teams, special teams have been solid for the most part. They've had a few mm -hmm. slip-ups here and there, but they've also won them games. So yeah. it's just it's just offense. It's offense and head coach, and we'll see what happens in the offseason. It's definitely not going to be a midseason decision for sure. Yes, but, unless you're on the Panthers. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy to me. Two seasons in oh, a row. Me too. So <laughs> – so before we go to um, the NBA and the Warriors, tell me a little about you growing up, just anything, you know, that uh, our viewers and listeners would like to know. So surprisingly, I was a theater kid growing up. I, you know, I tried to, so my sister, both of my sisters, I have two sisters, I'm the youngest, both D1 full ride sports. My sister's over in Europe playing basketball professionally, like oh, very beautiful. talented. So beautiful. yeah, but I was a year younger than her growing up. So everybody expected me to be like her and who knows if I would have been good. I have no idea, but I was too scared to try because I was like afraid of being in the shadows and disappointing people. So I said, screw this. I'm going to do theater. Went to college, was a professional acting major. Oh, wonderful. 
And then, then I, you know, how life goes when you're young, you wake up and all of a sudden what you thought was your plan, all of a sudden it's not your plan. So that's when I transitioned into fitness and I did competitions for um, bodybuilding shows. I competed in bikini um, and I worked for a supplement company for a while, Wonderful. did personal training, all that good stuff. And I still wasn't really like fulfilled though. I was happy, but it wasn't something I was like so passionate about where I want to wake up and do it every single day. Mm -hmm. And sports has always been, despite the fact that I didn't play them, I grew up in a family that was always traveling for sports games, watching sports together. So it's always been something I loved. And now I'm here and I'm trying to transition into that world. I feel like it's the best of both worlds because I at the end you, of the day- You're gonna be great. You're gonna be great. I appreciate it. You know, I'm like, you know what? The theater paid off because it's all about presentation, like, you know, engagement, all that good stuff, entertainment. So you get the sports, you get the entertainment aspects, you combine them together. And that's where we're at now. So we'll see what happens. So I want to dive a little deeper into this before we go back to the media mm -hmm. casting. Uh, you know, I had a brother, I still do, God bless, wonderful, wonderful guy who was just dynamite baseball player. And I love baseball. And I'm, I'm straight from the movie. I couldn't hit the curve. Give me dead red all day. Couldn't hit the curve. But I found it easier to play college football because my brother played baseball. But mm -hmm. kind of the same thing that you were talking about. I just, I didn't want to compete. I didn't. And, and I love competition. I, I don't mind losing. You punch me in the face, fine, let's go. But it's different when it's a, when it's a sibling, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Especially, I don't know how close in age you and your brother are, but me and my three sister, years. my sister, okay. My sister's a year and three weeks older. And wow. we, yeah, we grew up in a really small town too. So everybody knew everybody. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like I could, you know, hide the fact that, especially too, when she's, you know, the star athlete of the school, sure. no joke. Right. So, you know, the comparison, it's difficult when you're the younger one because you have expectations to live up to. And then mm -hmm. at the time, you know, you're a young kid, you're fearful of failing those expectations. So sure. you don't try or you switch sports, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, absolutely. So let's talk a little NBA. Because, uh, you know, my NBA is like most Americans at this point. I, I watch my Knicks, I watch the Warriors, and now that I live up here in Cape Cod, I watch some Celtics. Um, but come January, February, you know, I'll be watching a lot more, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, what is it about, the, why the Warriors? How did that happen? So I actually grew up in New York, hence why I'm a Jets fan, born into it. As I said, the Knicks and the Nets, I would watch them growing up, but I couldn't get crazy passionate about them. So basketball didn't start to become like my number one sport until later on in my life. And I loved Stefa Davidson, everything that he did in the tournament, everything he stood for, his mm. story. So, you know, Golden State drafts him from Davidson. I follow yep. Steph to Golden State. And then next thing you know, here we are, huge Warriors fan, uh, just because when you're engaged with, it may be just one player you're watching for, but you're still watching four other guys oh, at sure, the same time. Sure. You end up loving the team. And thankfully, the Warriors have provided me more joy in recent years compared to the Jets. So I think that also drove my passion oh, sure. a little because it's nice when you're winning and I hadn't really felt that with the Jets still love them I'll ride or die with them it is what it is but it was definitely you know a lot of fun especially you know 2016 17 18 all those years oh yeah, and even, oh, yeah. So, yeah. And I'm still PO'd about the one year we lost to uh, uh, Cleveland 
you know. Oh my goodness. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. Talk about suspension, that should never happen. Talking about suspensions, getting <laughs> yeah. fired. <laughs> yeah, it should never happen. Um, so where in New York were you from, if I may ask? Long Island, way out, way out east. Oh, I used yeah. to live in Smithtown, and uh, I have family oh. lived in, uh, yeah, I used to live in Smithtown, uh, oh. and uh, I had family that lived um, uh, right near Mattituck, um, okay, so, yeah. yeah, and I lived in Brooklyn growing up. All right, perfect. So, yeah, New York, born and raised. So, uh, my mom my mom works right in Smithtown. I'm, I don't, you may know, you probably will know, being that you know Smithtown, I'm sure I'm Wading River, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, nice oh. area, beautiful area, great high schools. Yes, yep. Yep. No, that's beautiful up there. A lot of deer. Look out for the roads. You'll oh catch people. Yeah, yeah they're all along. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely what was that? We have turkeys here, which is ridiculous. But uh, there's, oh, yeah, I always really? hit a deer. Yeah, no, I always hit a deer um, um, a couple of times. I was on 25 and, you know, um, going at a, a good clip and <laughs> had to 20, stop settle. 25 or North Country, especially North Country, watch out. Mm -hmm. They're everywhere. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, but beautiful and, um, you know, absolutely love it. My wife and I got married in uh, Port Chat. Oh, so, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, yes. people here in New York and they, they think the city, but if you go to Long Island, especially out east, it's nothing like the city. You got the beach, you know, you got farms, all of that. It's a great place. It's, I mean, I definitely miss it, but my family still lives out there. So I still get to go and see it. Oh, if you ever, if you ever on the, the South Shore on the Montauk uh, Hotel, big hotel down there, uh, that's my wife's um, uncle. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. So uh, no, it's good. Oh, okay. small yes, small. yeah. So um, yeah. oh, oh, absolutely. So here's how I became a, a warrior fan. Twofold. So yeah, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, on East Fifty First Street in Brooklyn, four blocks away from me lived Chris Mullen. All right, Hall of Famer, NBA, played for the Warriors. Mm -hmm. uh, so they always had a little piece of me. And in fact, uh, I used to be a bouncer in Brooklyn for a couple of places for like 12 years. And uh, he and Manu Bold used to come when he was on the Warriors to the neighborhood. So that was always like, mm -hmm. so I'm running, I'm working for um, a telco company in California. And um, we have a partnership with um, where the Warriors were playing, you know, at, at the arena. And... Um, I ended up getting a season ticket package with with them. So uh, I would go to Warrior Games and they would almost give away. They couldn't sell the place out, which is ridiculous to me. I'm talking about yep. uh -huh. 2009, 10, 11, 12. And by then they started getting a little better and the calls came less and less. Hey, why don't you yep. come this night? But uh, no, great season tickets, center court, nice, upstairs. But people don't realize that if you're not there to just meet the beautiful people, upstairs you see everything happen, you know, which is good. Yeah. So I used to like that. Um, That's great. No. Because it's like one thing about Oracle. Oracle is like MetLife, where it doesn't matter how much you're losing, those fans are going to show up and they're going to be passionate. So, oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it may be painful. They are passionate for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, now, did you ever get a chance to go in? At Oracle, there used to be a band. You'd have a DJ or a band, and uh, they would play mm -hmm. during the game. And it was great, I tell you. You know, and then, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I would go to Oakland A's games, and then next day you'd go to, you know, a Warrior game, you know, uh, early in the season, preseason. 
you know, it just, it was great. Yeah. And and now let's talk about that. How does a city, unlike I mean, New York did in 1957, how do you within three years lose the A's and you lose the Warriors? Oh man, that's tough because I mean, they definitely did lose the Warriors because now they're in San Francisco. At least they're still close. Like the A's mm -hmm. are in Las Vegas. How does right. one lead to the other? That's crazy to me. And the Raiders too. Oh yeah, the Raiders. Raiders yeah. Duh, yeah. Yeah. So. It's ridiculous. And, and by the way, the rate, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this now, I, because I, I follow hockey pretty much pretty well too. The Raiders will never be the most loved team in that, that, that uh, city. It will always be, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Why? Because mm -hmm. the Golden Knights are indigenous to Vegas. They were born there. So what happens now when you have a team, whether it's the Raiders and now it's going to be the A's, who come over, now you're just a tourist destination. That's why if you watch Raider games right now, it's never 100% all Raiders. Because, you know, if you, you go into a casino, you go into Vegas, hey, you know, our team's playing this Sunday. Let's go see them. So you'll never have a full fanatic like you used to have in the Coliseum. You'll just never will again. Absolutely. It reminds me of like the London games, the Germany games, yes. where it's, you know, it's a destination game. So you fans of all teams. So it's really like home field advantage just doesn't exist. So no. that's what it reminds me of, at least, because especially too, like Oakland fans, old Crater fans are ride or die. So oh, big time. I truly like watching like the passion that they would have back when they were in Oakland. It's that's something I know fans that are still pissed about that move, and rightfully so. I'm sure it's gonna yeah. be the same thing with the A's because oh, how you that's crazy. No, so I, crazy. I agree. And by the way, I blame the city more than the owner. I'll tell you why. Because you know that these owners are in are in it for themselves. You know, the city has to think more globally. They gotta think more for the people that live there and, and everything else. And that doesn't mean that you have to bow to everything that owner excuse me, wants, but you gotta find a way. You gotta find a way to work that out. You yeah. can't lose three teams in by use of that I said two. You shouldn't lose three teams in four years. So let's talk Warriors. My Warriors yeah. going to disappoint us this year. They're going to win the title. Oh, man. Title is a tall call right now. I'm not. So last year, if you asked me that this, this question at this point, I would be like, yep, not happening. This year, there's hope where I think that there's definitely potential based on what they did to start the season. Because to start the season, I was like, wow, this is, you know, 2021, 2022 all over again. We're going to win. It's going to be great. Then they hit their little, you know, they're coming out of the rough patch. And you know mm -hmm. what? I'd rather hit the speed bump early in the season than later in the season. Mm -hmm. And they had a lot going against them. Dad was out. Gary was out. Draymond suspended. So a lot of yep. stuff was going on. Now, these next two, three weeks are really going to be, okay, what is this team made of? Because everybody's back tomorrow night. Draymond, his suspension is over. He's back. So we'll see what happens. Definitely think there's potential for a championship. And I would love to see CP win a ring. Never thought I would say that in my life. But if Chris Paul go in a ring, I would be very happy for him. Why not? That would be great. Why not? Yeah, it would be, I, think I want him to win a ring because if he's winning one, it means that my team is winning one. Because prior to the yep. Chris Paul trade, I was not a fan of him. But now I love him. So it turns Ooh. out. <laughs> he's one of those guys that you like. He's on your team. You hate him if he's no, not. You hate him if he's not. <laughs> you know, I think what the Miami Heat did last year speaks volumes to the Warriors this year. 
because you know people are starting to say that you know you need to be tougher. They, you know, too many threes, too many that not good in transition. Um, I, I think that the Warriors, if they stay healthy, they're very thin, meaning they don't have a lot of depth. You know, um, I, I think they can do a good job. Go ahead. I'm that's, sorry. So that's I, again, sports are great because you could disagree. That's actually yep. the difference. This year, their depth is crazy compared to last year. Last no, year, oh, they were paper no, thin. Yeah. Yeah. This year, they have one of the best benches in the league. They put up more points than their opponent, I think, pretty much every single game so far. So their bench is – actually, their bench is what makes me calm. The starters cannot figure it out, which is what's crazy to me. The starters are the ones that are, you know, seeming to have the most trouble. And I think it's just – it's a fact that a lot of the times Steve Kerr is doing a three-guard lineup, and that's mm-hmm. just never going to work when, you know, your center is already shorter than most of the other team. So well, that's how you – right now you're just going to push inside all day. You're going to play old-school yeah, basketball. Exactly. Exactly. That's the problem. But I will say for a shorter team, they have been leading the league in rebounds. So it's less about the rebounds and more about attacking the rim. That's where they're struggling because of their size. Their shots are getting blocked. They're not able to defend as well. They're fouling a lot because the guys are so much bigger. But rebounds, they're fine. So we'll see what happens. I mean, Miami's run last year. I loved it because I I basically I live in Miami. I'm just north of it. So that was a lot of fun. But We'll see what happens this year. The West is so stacked that no no team is going to be an easy out. No, but does uh, the title go through Denver this year again? Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Denver is – Denver, that's the only team, honestly, if you put all the West teams in front of me, they're all like, okay, that's not going to be easy. But Denver is the one where I'm like, I do not want them until the Western Conference Finals because they're the reigning champs for a reason. They're going to be a tough out. You know, um, why does Dallas constantly fail? That's a great question. I think it's too much pressure on Luca because mm-hmm. Luca, they pick up Kyrie and it wasn't great last season because it was such a late pickup that you couldn't build the chemistry. One or the other was injured between him and Luca pretty much all the time. And so now they have more time to figure it out this year, but I feel like they're not building a squad that compliments Luca. So then he's forced to pretty much contribute everything offensively that defensively he has no presence because he's exhausted. And I just feel that teams can game plan pretty easily around them. You take out Luca, you're pretty much, you know, your odds of going up uh, odds of winning go up drastically. Yeah. They have Kyrie like, yeah, they have other dudes that can hurt you, but the best method is to take out the main guy. And then if the other guys hit their shots, it is what it is. Yep. But just I feel like the guys that are around him don't compliment his game. And we'll see. I mean, Jason Kidd got there, I think, three years ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Two or three seasons ago, Jason Kidd got there. And they made the Western Conference Finals two years ago. But that was also like a weird fluke. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Sometimes it's some matchups, right, that you have. Some are weaker, some are other. You go in, the, the, the team's got some injuries. You, you don't know. Um, yeah. You know, next time we speak, hopefully we'll talk about, uh, you know, th- this whole load management stuff, which I'm not a big fan of, because we've got to talk about this in-season tournament with, with, yeah. the, with the with the new, with the floor and the, the uniforms. Wow. I, I know it sounds like to get off my lawn, old guy, but that's not what I'm trying to do. Let's be honest, right? But <laughs> what are we thinking? Because I know it works in, uh, in Europe. Yeah, so... First off, off the bat, the courts are terrible. Awful. 
I, I understand what they were trying to do, but the color choices, it's a complete headache. I'm trying to watch the game and I'm getting a headache staring at a bright blue court. So yes. that's number two is I at first totally opposed because I'm just sitting here thinking, okay, the whole point of the season is to win a championship. And so who's going to care about some little cup in the middle of the season. But after watching majority of the games and how close they were and the intensity that the guys were playing with compared to a different game, I was definitely a fan after that aspect. I don't love the way that they went about the groups. I get it's at random, but I definitely feel like there are two solid groups in both conferences and then the rest are kind of like, eh. So if you get stuck in that group, that really sucks. But I think the concept is there. The concept is good. It's just crazy to me, though, that they're paying each player 100K if you or 100K, I think it is, or 500K, 100K. So each guy gets 100K yeah, if they win. They just, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. They get 500K if they win. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Great for, uh, yeah, 500K. So it's great for the, you know, guys on Betmans. It's great for the rookies because that's a lot of money. Obviously, the LeBrons, the Curries, like that's a drop in the bucket, but right. nobody's going to deny more money. So that's great, but what's confusing to me is how are we doing that for an in-season tournament and not the finals? Because right. the finals, from at least what I understand, it, there's a pot of money that you know the head of the teams get or whatever, and then mm-hmm. they can use it as they please. So there's yeah. no guarantee, you know, you're getting this dollar amount. Sure, there's incentives in their contracts, but that's not for every guy. So mm-hmm. that's crazy to me is that you know you're incentivizing this in-season tournament more than a finals win no look i i get that and i know it works in european soccer for different reasons but i will get into the whole thing like i said another time because that's much more regional you know it's darbies that's uh you know team against team i mean your sisters in europe she probably speak more eloquently to that than i can but the reason i don't there are a couple of reasons i don't like it and i have nothing to do with my age it has to do with the fact that I'm not a big load management person to begin with, but I can guarantee you they're throwing you know half a million dollars at somebody. They're going to go full force, like you said, at these games. That that poor schlub who's working two jobs to take his kid to the next game. LeBron ain't playing. Yep. Yeah. You, you don't know, gotta tell me. Listen, <laughs> I spent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I spent two grand on tickets for the Miami game when the Warriors came. And at that point, Steph was hurt. So he was in, he was back in San Francisco. But then they set out Draymond, Clay, Andre, Otto Porter Jr. Yep, all back to back. And I'm like, I just spent two grand on these tickets to yeah. see basically like all the rookies play, which I love my team. I'm happy to see them play. But you didn't want to watch G League. You didn't want to watch the G League yeah, team. Exactly. Yeah, it's frustrating, too, because of circumstances like that. Like you said, you know, the dad's giving the shirt off his back to take his kid to this game, and then they don't play. It would be a different story if somehow they knew in advance and the tickets were cheaper or you were aware of the situation, but it's so frustrating when it's a game-time decision. And then, right. oh, they don't play. And, you know, like you said, nothing wrong with them. It's just we don't want him to get hurt later in the season, so he's going to sit this one. And, look, you know, I don't want to uh, people who oh, my day, but, you know, he played for the Wizards. Michael Jordan's last year, he missed one game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michael Jordan is different. He's just like for me, that's that's good. That is greatest of all time. Oh, like, me too. Is- me, me too. Hundred percent. hundred percent. 
it's, and, it's a mentality thing. I feel like I don't want to blame it on the guys because yeah, I think some of them mentally, they probably want to sit out, but I feel like a good majority of them, they want to play for the fans. Mm-hmm. Majority of them. Right. And so it's definitely, you know, I know like Steph is seven, four, you know, it's not his decision. It's the people that are signing his paychecks. You're no, sitting out. I get it. Okay, yeah. I'm sitting out. No, no, but I it's listen. frustrating as a fan because I like the concept. I just feel there's a better way to do it. I, and I, by the way, I don't know what that that is. You know, I just there could be a mm-hmm. better way, better way to do it. Like for example, and I heard somebody, and I'm not going to take credit for this. Somebody on one of the platforms that we we're both on um, said this, and I agree with it. How the um, NBA they tried that ridiculous all star thing and they got rid of it right away. You know, so my hope is that they'll look at this and say, okay, here's what's positive. Here's what's negative, like the stupid paint schemes and nonsense, and and they'll, they'll figure that out. Like, like for example, if so and so's, you know, LeBron again, he's just so easy to pick. LeBron, he's out this game with load management. Next time we have one of these tournament games, he can't be out the next game. You know, he has to play a minimum of ten minutes. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. They have to figure something out because you should not pay two thousand dollars to watch G League basketball. It's ridiculous, you know. I mean, I would do this. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't pay that much, but when I lived in yeah. New York, you know, when the, the Knicks had that great run with Pat Ewing and John Stocks, um, you know, I had season tickets again in the playoffs, and you know, I I could just imagine if I'm I'm expecting to see Patrick Ewing and I'm seeing you know, I don't know me, you know. You don't want that. You just it's it's just not a good experience <laughs> fan. Um so before I let yeah, you go. The only um, time I'm in favor of yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Was, no, it's okay. It cut out. It cut out. No, I was gonna say tell me when the only time you're okay with it. You were gonna say something. Oh, the only time I'm okay with it is if, you know, like they have a lingering injury and it's been, you know, upsetting them. Like those circumstances, that's fine. But if you're resting just to rest to prevent further injury that doesn't exist yet, that's where I get, you know, torn up about it. I I agree. I hundred percent agree because you know, to to impress a little kid in the stands, you should not get injured. So I mean, yeah. there's there's gotta be a happy balance. Um so I have just a few questions to ask you before I let you go, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Uh, but um, these are very important questions. This is how you get to know a person. All right, you ready? You, okay. All right. So I don't know what you're watching on Netflix or streaming services right now, but you and a group of your friends, um, you know, Ishi Day, we all get to the get you get together, and there's like four of you, and for some reason you're gonna watch whatever the show is. And you decide to be goofy and have cereal, all right? It's a very mm-hmm. important question. Oh goodness! Okay. Now, one of your friends who you trust invites their friend over. Now you know who this person is. They've been part of not your inner circle. But they're sort of a moon, you know. They're sort of around, you know. Oh, that's so and so. So you pour the cereal. I don't know what you're into, uh, but they put the but they put the milk in first. They put the milk in first. Do you say anything to them directly? Do you say anything to your friend? Do you make? Do you take the temperature of that person? And if it's okay, <laughs> do you say something to them? This is important. Go. I say something to them because that's just that's wrong. Thank <laughs> that's, you. Yeah, if you're doing that, like automatically, you just drop ten points in my book. 
You got uh, floaters. That's just wrong. Yeah, that's that's not right. I would I would definitely say something to the person in that moment. I wouldn't make it like you know. I, I would make it lighthearted, but get the point across. Well, of course, yeah, passively aggressive, sarcastic. That's a wonderful way to be. <laughs> so, so, do you believe in a fry tax? Do you know what a fry tax is? Mm, taxing fries. Well, close. Okay, so here's the deal. So your friends, your same friends, they don't want cereal because they saw what that person did and they said, no, no cereal. So they send you to fast food, whether it's McDonald's or Burger King, whatever. Just stay with. So you're at the red light. It's okay to eat somebody else's fries. That's the fry tax because you drove. Yep. You agree yep. with that? So growing up, my dad always said when he would buy me candy, whatever it was, he would always say tax man and take part of it. So there you 100%, go. 100%. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> All right. We just had Halloween, right? We yep. just had Halloween. Is there anything fun about fun-sized candy? I don't think so. No, no. It doesn't even taste the same. No, it doesn't. It's crap. The ratio is off. It doesn't taste the same. <laughs> exactly. Well done. So it's 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 one thirty in the morning. Uh, you're about to go to bed. Uh, what movie slash television show, if you crossed your screen, was on, you'd stop no matter where it is, in, and you got to watch it. Uh, the Office. Oh, I love it. What's the, what's your favorite season? Oh my goodness, that is a tough one. Well, after Michael Scott left, it wasn't worth watching. So jumped it, oh. jumped the shock. It jumped the shock. Yeah. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, probably season three because at that point, you know, Jim and Pam already had begun their story yes. and whatnot. So probably yeah. around that time. Oh, totally agree. Season three is for classic shows. Season three is usually the best because they got their sea legs, right? Like they're working oh, things out. Exactly. We know these who these characters are. We're ready to go. All right, okay. I, I got two more for you if you're ready. Okay. All right, here we go. Um, the greatest movie of all time is it's the greatest sports movie. I'm sorry, all time is Coach Carter. Love that, and why? Uh, because I feel like it was one of the few movies that really encapsulated the aspect of sports combined with the lesson, where it didn't mm -hmm. feel cheesy. A lot of the times it feels so cheesy at the end where it's like, okay, uh, that was stupid. I predicted that. Or, you know, whereas Coach Carter, yeah, maybe it's a little bit predictable towards the end, but you don't feel like you're being taught a lesson. You feel like you're just watching this group of guys playing basketball. Oh, no, that's awesome. My um, my daughter played competitive soccer for years. And, and okay. um, I bring that up only because uh, we played on that field soccer. She didn't, not me. I'm standing there being goofy dad. Ah! So, uh, but uh, so uh, at that school, uh, many a time. So it's was, it was kind of cool that you said that movie, you know, which, which really? I, 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 oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, because she, yeah, she, um, which was kind of cool. All right, uh, last one. Out of all the stadiums you've been to, it's a, it's a long question. Which one impressed you the most, surprised you the most in a beneficial way, and which one disappointed you the most? Ooh. Okay, disappointed me the most. I'll start there. The Orlando Magic it was just like you could feel like in the arena that the because at that point in time this was two three years ago, so the team wasn't good. They're doing mm -hmm. well this year so far, right. but they've always been oh it's the Magic, you know. Ever since you know decades back, as of recently, nobody yeah. pays them respect. So you could feel that in the arena, just like it felt like there was no even on top of the team being bad, there was no presentation to right. the arena itself the game itself the pregame all that stuff most what was the other two most surprising uh, which one did you enjoy the most and which was the most surprising in a positive way 
that could be do different. So like, just to keep in mind real quick, I was so impressed when I went to see a giant game at AT&T Stadium. Um, it was just so beautiful. Just so that really, you know, and the first time um, I went to Wrigley Field, I thought, oh, it's going to be old. It's going to be dingy. No, you felt the ghost. It was beautiful. So that's okay. that's what I mean. So, Okay. So, all right. Most surprising for me was the Panthers Stadium hockey over here in Florida. Yeah, it's Miami. Yeah. Yeah, because I live like 25 minutes from it. Didn't even know it until I went to it. And mm -hmm. it's by the Sawgrass Mall. So I'm like, okay, it's by some mall, like right by me. You right. know, it's not going to be anything special. And I went there and... Number one, it is gorgeous. And number mm -hmm. two, I got, uh, my friend gave me his like box seats or whatever. So there was the whole buffet and the food was some of the best food I've ever had. So they mm -hmm. had like shaven ribeye, they were doing everything. So that was definitely most surprising. And then um, the other one's most pleasant, correct? Well, which was just odd, like, wow. Like you walked in there Miami, and you're like, wow. Miami Heat all day because they make that stuff yeah. like a spectacle it's right in the heart of the city it's on the water by bayside so you can go get dinner after and they have flamethrowers they have like it doesn't even feel like you're watching a basketball game all the production stuff they put into it outside of the game it's crazy and the people go crazy too so that always adds to it i'll tell you a funny quick when we're going to go now but my, my daughter works for a beverage distributor as a salesperson sales marketing so they were down in miami recently uh, on a nice big private yacht and uh, they're supposed to have for the whole day, they thought. Except somebody called and said, the heat need the boat. <laughs> so the, true story. Yep. So but it was very cool. Yeah. So she made sure that she hung out until some of the heat was getting on, you know, which was kind of cool. But yeah, uh, it's a beautiful um, city. It really is. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, I love it. Um, but, you know. Emily, thank you so much for being my guest. Now, for those of you who are dumb enough who don't know who this young person is yet, who is an incredible media caster and on, on the come, as they say, in terms of her career, how does somebody follow you? I, I heard it's a really good app called the PSF app. And how else can somebody find you? So, well, first off, thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. Um, and if you want to follow me, on Instagram and on X, it's at M Sports Takes, E M Sports Takes. And then I have a YouTube page as well. I just started up, so there'll be more content coming there. Same handle at M Sports Takes. And then PSF, I'm at M Sports Takes as well. I try to keep it uniform, keep it easy. So pretty much all socials at M Sports Takes. And from, yeah, you could find, I have like personal pages and whatnot, but that's all, that's all in the bio. You'll find it there. But the sports stuff, at M Sports Takes all day. Absolutely. And uh, and thank you for being my guest and thank you for doing what you do and, and bringing credibility to sports in a way that um, I think is needed out there. Right? I mean, there's a lot of people going, I hate you and stupid. So they have some sense. It's beautiful. Uh, excellent. And uh, people get the PS at that. Please. It keeps yes. us employed in what we do. Uh, great. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much. Have a great thank day. You. I truly appreciate it. Have a good one. You too.